Hi, it's Alana here, and I'm very excited to share this episode with you. I interviewed the brilliant and beautiful Brandy Malloy. I have been fangirling and looking up to Brandy Malloy for over five years. She's the type of person where once you learn her, know her, start following her on social media, she is a positive force and influencer that you want in your life. She always has a positive spin. She always has a tool and resource that you're going to want to write down and share. I took notes on positive parenting, on relationship advice while interviewing her for this episode, and you might want to be doing the same. Before we get into that, I definitely want to let you know about this new venture I have. It is a self-care game. You can join this self-care game that is starting right after Memorial Day by right now. You can go to the app store on whatever phone you have and looking for the app called Way Better, W-A-Y-B-E-T-T-E-R, and searching my name, Ilana, I LANA to join this amazing two-week challenge. Within the two weeks, you are going to be getting mini doable challenges that are not costly, that don't take a lot of time, but that help you take steps in the right direction of self-care. Because when you care more about yourself, you will find others will care more about you as well and will be inspired and encouraged to take better care of their own selves. And focusing on self-care, these little doable things like actually doing your hair one day and actually organizing and sorting out that drawer that keeps giving you a headache will actually really pay off for your future self and contribute to a greater sense of accomplishment and pride and confidence that you have for your own self, which will inspire you to eat healthier, to be kinder to others and so forth. It is wonderful, wonderful work and focus that pays off huge in the long run. So please join me in my self-care game by going to the Way Better app, downloading it now, and searching I-L-A-N-A. It's only $10 to join as a sense of accountability and a pledge to yourself that you actually do it. And once you complete the task, you get your $10 back and more. You're going to love the ongoing support of the community and me there coaching and helping you improve your own self-care. And without further ado, let's get into this amazing interview with Brandy Malloy. good to see you. I'm so excited about this because you know I'm like your biggest fan. I told you that, but I don't think you really <laughs> I don't think you know. This is like going to be a love fest because I'm so obsessed with watching your stories. And now that I have your book. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Hey. So first of all, before you introduce who you are, I have to just say, and I've told this to Brandy before, but I don't think you really get it. I literally used to watch all of Brandy's videos and get inspiration <laughs> for clothes, dress, makeup, hair for my videos. 
That's so awesome. And it's so funny because in my head, I have no clue about those things. Like, I mean, I just don't think I'm ever that fancy. So the fact that you like my style makes me feel very special. Yeah. And honestly, it's not even fancy. It's, um, it's a method like dressing for film and for camera in the past two, three years, four years, like it's different. You need solid colors. They Uh can't ripple because that leads to that, like distracting bright. The moire. Yeah. Right. Which is yeah, an industry term. I only learned that recently because it's like and even camera. just what looks flattering on camera oh. versus in real life. Cause a dress might look so good when you're out to brunch with someone and then you put it in front of a camera and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's not flattering at all. The print is wrong. The color is wrong. The fit is wrong. It's too big. It's too bold. The, the, what looks like a mild poof of a sleeve is really coming across as a costume on yeah. camera. And I remember I used to watch videos of you like on the Today Show doing these monster cookies and frosting and chocolate (laughs) chip and sugar bananas, bonanza. And I I know how is she eating that and looks this good. So I need to get through that. So Brandy, how would you introduce yourself? Well, you you know, I am... I'm a food and lifestyle expert. I always knew I wanted to be a journalist and I think I have one of the best jobs in the world because I get to interview amazing chefs and people and learn the stories behind their recipes. Most of my content can be found online on Instagram, but you're right. I've been with Today Show for five plus years and I currently serve as a contributor and judge on Food Network. So I get to judge all those really fantastic food competition shows. So I I think it's a pretty good deal, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I wish I could see on Instagram when you started following people because I really think I've been following you for years. Like I recall, um, literally, I remember what apartment we were living in Yeah, when I was following you and sending screenshots of your outfit to beach body producers and being like, or something like this. Like that's literally how I found you as I was looking for like food anchors and what they were doing. Well, you know, what's great is like, like I said, I always knew I wanted to be a journalist and the fact that I ended up covering food made so much sense because I've always loved to cook. I've always loved to be in the kitchen. I always thought it was so fascinating that a meal can totally transport you to a moment in time. As soon as you smell that dish and you learn the stories behind them, like you are a part of that experience. And I think it's just so beautiful. It's something that connects us. And so the show that you're probably talking about is um, myself and my old producer, we created a show called Eat the Trend. Mm-hmm. And we decided that we wanted to recreate food trends that you see on social media. That would media. Really be a great idea. I watched right? all the episodes of Eat the Trend. Can you still watch it? If people you can, Yep, you can find it online by just searching eat the trend show and brought it to television it was called eat this now and it was a special it didn't um, get picked up for a show show but I think what's cool is um, it was a way for if you're never gonna go to New York you've never had the opportunity to come to LA and try this really cool bizarre food I showed you how to recreate it using accessible ingredients an easy approach and you know like you said Alana I mean some of the stuff I made was ginormous and sugary and just insane but it's not like you have to eat that all the time. As you know, that's not sustainable. It's not possible. Um, but it was really fun. And um, what was the craziest thing you made? You made like rainbow cakes. And before that was a trend, you know, right? Popular. I mean, I, these rainbow cakes were in the inside. It's like a pinata filled with candy. I can't believe how common those are now. Like I, when I first I feel- watched probably on your page, I was like, whoa. So the one that I always see going around online is so Yeah, what became the most viral? 
Someone turned this ginormous Oreo into a gift. So at the time I had just moved in with my fiance, it was like a month before we were getting married and I made this um, really big Oreo cookie. So like the cookie was like as big as my head and then the buttercream frosting. And I, and I say that we had the tiniest apartment. It was like, like I said, I mean, the kitchen was like as big as, you know, a laptop really, <laughs> uh, like the counter space. And, um, we dunked it into this huge bucket of milk. And so that's me. If you guys have ever seen that image, it's a gift that goes around. I'm wearing like this black and white collared shirt and I'm just dunking this Oreo that's as big as my face. <laughs> Um, but I was so proud of it because I really, I really was able to hack that chocolatey cookie and that vanilla bean cream, obviously homemade. So it tasted even better, but right. it's like something that, you know, a giant would eat. <laughs> well, well, it's such a great concept eat the trend because it was, it did go so viral. Like it definitely got my attention and that mm -hmm. was the, and now you still do lots of this stuff and you have like great partnerships now and can yeah I you know what I love is I get to work with brands that I already love my recent one is I work with Sunkiss Citrus I'm a huge fan of citrus I think it You're is doing such, such a good job right? with that. I know that lemon that lemon cheesy dip is yes unbelievable. yes I feel like that needs to be in the next book like Noah got his cauliflower yeah. nachos I need yeah. like Brandy's cheese dip you do um, and I also <laughs> I feel so bad because I should say it here that tropical mango salad that people are loving is yeah, my, is my friend Atara's. It really should be Atara's tropical mango salad. But it's yes, so hard to please everyone. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I do a lot of recipe development. I work with brands that I love, like Sunkist Citrus, where I get to write recipes that make sense for me and my audience, and helps you know bring that messaging out there. How great citrus is. Um, I've been with World Market for five or six years. It's a place that I've always loved to shop. I mean, I'm from a small town, so in Sierra. Sierra Vista, Arizona is 80 miles south of Tucson, Arizona. So that is the closest place like a real mall exists or a world market. So my mom and I would drive an hour and a half to go to the store because we thought it was so cool and it sells gourmet foods. And as a military brat, I lived all over the world. So to go somewhere where I could find like the spicy mustard that we would eat in Germany mm -hmm. and these really cool cookies from Paris. Um, and then fast forward, you know, years later, I'm working with them and I get to- It's such a cool uh, way of looking at it because yeah. I, I love world market and I, you know, perceive these things as worldly, but it's mm -hmm. nice to hear that authentically, it definitely yeah. fits the bill. Yeah. And it does. It really, oh, I miss shopping in stores and touching oh things. Gosh. World market is, that is better experienced. Yeah. And, and they have amazing, you know, home decor and stuff. So I've been working with them for years and I get to do TV appearances for them and showing people how to set up an outdoor entertaining scape. Um, but yeah, I mean, lifestyle is fun because you really encompass everything I've done. Now that I'm a mom, I love to do roundups of products that I love as a new mom or things that I wouldn't use again right. now that and I'm a second time mom. And we have to say, uh, Brandy has an unbelievable podcast, the momhood podcast, which I love. And I was a guest on yes. and, um, I love, yeah, I, so, and then, so you basically now you've partnered with Orly who is yeah. so cool. I mean, yeah, you know, Orly and I, it's so funny. We met, um, on the set of home and family where she's a host uh, or a family member on and, and, you know, momhood was created with this idea that momhood is so personal and it's so specific to each person. It's funny how before we become a mom, 
we totally give people, you know, permission to be who they want to be like, Oh, I'm not that kind of person. No, I'm not really like a hiker. I'm more of a biker or yeah, I'm not really into green juices, but I love my, you know, breakfast bowls or whatever is them that make us us. And then when we become a moms like you have to fit into this box of what it means to be a mom which is you have to love spending every second with your child you have to put your <laughs> second you know you either have to be one extreme or the other and orly and i are definitely opposites when it comes to to momhood but we have so many similarities so it's an interview based candid conversation podcast we loved having you on the show because you're the perfect example of our listeners getting to hear you know, how you built your business, developed your brand, right? But your, one thing, your story. Yeah. One thing I think I said on your podcast that ended up in the book, um, it was good because I think I went on your podcast before the book was finalized when I was actually in like throes of it, mm-hmm. of writing. And those were throws, like all nighter, <laughs> really intense throws. Um, so I mentioned something from speaking with you that I actually ended up incorporating the book, which is just one page of it, which is Kids don't need <clears throat> kids don't need a perfect mom. They need a happy, confident, and most importantly, healthy mom. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to bake with your kids. If every time you bake chocolate chip cookies with your kids, you find that they eat one or two and you're eating the whole batch after they go yeah. to sleep, then they don't need that perfect Betty homemaker, Martha Stewart mom in the kitchen baking cookies all the time. They need a healthy mom. And then from my perspective, even, sometimes my daughter wants cookies, let's say after dinner, but I know I'm like kind of vulnerable. Like I was somewhat satisfied by dinner and I could totally go to sleep and be fine. Or I'm like, if I started making cookies, I could easily have three mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that. So I'll either be like, okay, let me first make myself like an omelet or something and, and get more full. So I could have a liquid with the batter and not overdo it. Or I'll say, so do you really want the experience of making the cookie with me? Or you just want a cookie? And mm-hmm. sometimes like, no, I want to make it. And sometimes it's like, I just want a cookie. Do we have one? And I'm like, perfect. I have store-bought cookies that aren't going to fill the whole house up with the smell, aren't uh-huh. going to be in front of all the chocolate chips that are easy to pick. Let me just give you the cookie. We can even just like decorate your individual cookie. And I don't have to go into this whole like, yes, honey, whatever you want, I'll make yeah. it for you when I know that it's not going to help me. So I love, I love you in early podcasts. I mean, you guys talk about getting vasectomies. I mean, (laughs) it's fun. Yeah. We talk about here. Yeah. I think it's a very relatable show. And what's great is that because we are so different, we always come at different conversations from different perspectives. Like I definitely am so excited and, and I love learning about child development. I'm taking like a positive parenting course right now online. I'm always trying to think of how I can create harmony in my home and what role do I play and like how Um, the culture in my home is set up. What baggage do I bring from other relationships, my parents, my parents' parents into my parenting. So I'm so excited about that. So when I interview guests, I want to know like, what does motherhood mean to them? Um, You know, well, I need to, I need to ask you now. Okay. We're we're jumping ahead here, but (laughs) what are some of the big takeaways from positive parenting that? I'm going to take notes. I have a Um, positive parenting. What are a few things that you've incorporated these past few weeks that you feel like are helping not just your kid, but also you? 
So the biggest thing, and I kind of teased it right now, is separating your story from your child's story. And it could mean literally your story, the baggage that you have from being a kid. It also could mean the story today. Like right now, you need to work. You're in your office. You're doing a work call. That's your story. Right before this, your daughter might want you to see an art project that she made. That's her story. And you're getting frustrated. And you're like, I have to go. I have to hurry. I have to do this. In her mind and her perspective, she just wants mommy to see what she drew. And so it's sometimes it's hard to separate like our emotions with our actions and how our child is viewing it. I'll give you an example for me because I was just kind of setting up what I would imagine, you know, all of us are dealing with right now in quarantine life. But um, I, when I can, I start allowing extra time for my daughter to get ready to leave for the day because she likes to put her own shoes on. Mm -hmm. Now the old me would have been like, okay, we need to hurry. It's not a big deal, but that gives her so much pride. And so now as an adult, I realize, okay, I need to separate time for that because that is something that creates like this emotion for both of us that has nothing to do with her. Like me being late, she doesn't care. That's not part of her day. Her job is to be a child and a kid. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one thing. And, and then another thing is realizing, and this is what I love so much about your book, Alana, and I actually have it um, open right now, page 25, just chapter two, talking about the pillars of weight loss, because what's funny is the pillars of weight loss, honestly, are the pillars of life. Like yes. you go into this, this theme about how we place so much blame on environmental issues, outside stressors, so many things out of our control when we really need to understand that we have so much control in our day. We have control in how we react to things, how we act. Yeah. Um, I love we that line I, uh, I included in the book, which is we, which I learned from a teacher I had in my early 20s, which she said, you have to be responsible. The definition of responsible is able to control your responses. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You know, our job as parents is to stay calm, is to stay the adult, um, learning our where our children are developmentally. So understanding that a two and a half year old, a lot of times the concept of even staying in bed isn't something they can wrap their head around. So I, I talk to a lot of parents that are like, my child won't stay in bed. How do you get your kid to stay in bed? How, you know, it's like, well, what do, let's figure out what they need a lot of times we do a lot of like dictating and we want our child to obey and we want yes. them to be disciplined. I, I'm working with my husband on that. He's, he's, yeah. very, he's very quick to know. And mm -hmm. usually it's not even, it doesn't even warrant a no, but more like why or. We have to listen. Wow. We have to see what they need. And so asking questions, what can I do for you? What, what do you need to feel comfortable? It's, and it's definitely, uh, you know, the, I think we, but prior to coronavirus and staying inside, everyone was talking about work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And now I think it's not, yes, I mean, work-life balance, like working with the kids at home is, is a major seesaw that's like moving. Bonkers. It's, it's not, you know, four hours at a time. Now it's four minutes at a time of this balance. But um, I'm, I find it's like a balance of like kids' happiness and parents' happiness and then, and then, immediate happiness compared to long-term happiness. Mm, yeah. So I think what's really interesting, what I've seen in terms of like what I've been talking to my weight loss clients about and my daughter about, which thank God, at first of all, I love what you said about separating your baggage from theirs. Um, mm -hmm. I was morbidly obese when my daughter's age. I don't need her knowing about that at all. She eats chocolate chips. She eats snacks. She gets cake. She has all that stuff. Um, I don't tell her that I was like, 
ate those things at a lonely, like she doesn't have to know any emotional mm-hmm. baggage I had with my weight. She's seen bigger pictures of me and she was, and I was just like, yeah, mommy got healthier over the years. Like, so that's a, that's great. Right. Um, but, uh, the thing with, with my daughter is like, so, and my clients at the start of this coronavirus thing, you know, I think a lot of people were in this stage of, okay, let me just get through this. Let me just drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Let me just gain a few pounds and all that stuff. And it's funny because I was telling my clients that you kind of have to prepare like as if this is a week long snowstorm, but it's, it's a two week long snowstorm. And, and yes, some people are gaining more weight, but like two weeks, like you can gain four pounds or five pounds in those weeks, or you can stay the same or whatever. So don't look at this as a one day, oh, I'm going bonkers. Like try to set yourself up for like maybe two weeks or a month of like how you're going to actually maintain your weight and eat healthy in this month by getting long lasting veggies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness that we had those conversations because what turned out to be not a snowstorm is now like a six month way of life, Longer new normal. Of life. So I think a lot of people are still in the mode of, oh, whatever, it's just Corona. We started with, it might be the COVID-19. Now people are talking about the COVID-60. I mean, it's gone mm-hmm. way out of control with, because whatever you started those habits on, you know, you've got to get it together because this is a new way of life. Like I love that expression. It's a new way of life. It's not this short-term thing. Now with my daughter, I see that kind of backfiring in my face. So I see that same methodology backfiring in my face with my daughter and all my friends I was talking to. It was like, okay, whatever. It's TV. It's TV. Oh, you know what? They're actually learning a lot from TV. Like my daughter legitimately learned how to read via YouTube, but she's not learning how to write as much. Right. Because, and so in the beginning it was like, oh, whatever. They can handle a lot of TV. We're all going through it a couple hours of TV and psychologists and and children's psychologists and pediatricians were all saying, and homeschool experts were saying a couple hours of TV, a a couple of weeks without play dates Mm -hmm. is not going to harm or hurt your child. Well, now we're getting like long-term study. I mean, if you go back three years, if they, you know what uh, Academy of Pediatrics recommends for TV viewing, I mean, we're talking like one to two hours a day for kids, three to five. I'm happy if my daughter's getting under three. So I've had to like shift my head and Mm -hmm. be like, you know what, Alana, I can't think that just some TV is going to harm. I have to actually be active and, and make it so she's not watching so much TV all day because this is a long-term thing. She understood that. When I explained yeah. to her, of like, Olivia, listen, I know we've been watching a lot of TV because we haven't had school, but now we, because you might not have camp this summer, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, and then we have to really, we can't be watching TV like this. It's just not good for Well, it's also been proven that there's a mind-body connection with learning. So you have to be moving your body to learn. And writing Um, and playing and touching. And they even say, like, sometimes when kids are reading or you're reading to them, like, let them play with Legos or let them even hold their blueberries and snack while they're reading because they're so, the the motor skills, like, they have to literally be moving for their brain to continue functioning. Yes, and that's why I recommend people track their food by writing it. Oh, good. The app is good because you type it, but there's something about the curves of my fingertips when I'm writing too many potato chips or whatever it is, or like past me being full or totally ate that just because it was there with the writing of it. It really infuses in your brain so it doesn't reoccur. So now with my daughter, it's tough because what I'm seeing with the mom life balance is the less TV she watches, the better off she is. She's just in a better mood, better energy, everything. I see it firsthand and so does she. But it's less 
me time. But it doesn't have to be. So the biggest thing that I want people listening that are parents to know is you have to set boundaries. Like your child has only been in this world four years, six years, 10 years. All of them have been here less than us. And so we have to teach them what what standards are, what boundaries are, what's expected in the outside world. And children crave structure. Uh, It might take a little more time to set your child up with an independent play activity, but sometimes children don't know how to play. Like if you have all of these options in your toy room, they are so overstimulated that they might not really know what to start. But if you get down on their level and you get on your knees and you're eye to eye with them and you say, okay, let's build towers as high as we can and then knock them down and you quietly walk away or you set them up with an activity. Like we're going, if they're old enough, you know, we're going to color this coloring book and then we're going to tape these stickers onto them. So, um, it's really just like setting up stations. It does take more work initially, but the goal is that we want our children to have autonomy. We want them to be independent. We want them to know that they are safe, that we trust them, that they can do things on their own. And the simpler, the toy, the better. You know, like building a fort, yeah. giving them I a cardboard box. I put literally hair conditioner. I mean, I, you're, I think people do it with uh, shaving cream, but I didn't. Uh-huh. So I just put in a tin, and this was her teacher's recommendation, a tin. I just put white conditioner, and she drew out all the letters and conditioner. And just That's amazing. All over her hand. Listen, conditioner, I just think is so much cleaner than shaving cream. So yeah. I was okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely... It's definitely a balance right now. Okay, so I have a question. First of all, thank you for going through the book. I'm so glad that you are resonating with the three pillars. That's amazing. Uh, I would love to know, you are in such great shape. And yes, you could say good metabolism. But after, I don't believe that anyone over 30, especially if you've had a kid, can, say, yeah, can say it's metabolism. There, you definitely have some good things going on. What are, what are some of your like day-to-day routines and habits that you've been not only feeling has like helped you in quarantine, mm-hmm. but yeah, like that you've been doing quarantine, but you've actually seen help you. Too. I think it's important to always be intentional with whatever you do. So getting back to morning routine. Yeah. I want to hear your always, routine. Like okay. real have, practical takeaway. What do you okay. start your day? So before kids, during kids, I always wake up before them. So I could have some me time to fuel mind, body, soul. So whether it is reading a book in the quiet while I drink my coffee or journaling or reading something, um, that's not necessarily like for, for me personally, but like reading the news or doing something on my phone, like just me what having time. What time is that? Um, usually six, um, before quarantine life, my husband and I would actually wake up at five because we would have like an hour together and then he would go to the gym at six. Um, something that I have done since I was a little girl, I have breakfast every morning and I don't mess around. I need protein. I'm, I don't eat meat right now. So I need some type of protein, tons of eggs, avocado, a little bit of cheese. I use a microplane, so I don't need a ton of cheese, but I just like shave it I on there. I a lot of food in the day. Like I feel yeah. when I'm eating the earlier part of my day, I just feel, especially now that I'm with my husband all day, I'm like, I'm eating so much more than you. Like go eat, like how do you eat? But he like ends loads, right? Like he'll make it up later. And uh-huh. I need it. I mean, not only do I recommend it for weight loss, and I probably created a routine of it, of being dinner and done, but having a good hearty breakfast. But I mean, I totally need, I mean, that's the only way I can focus on anything else is if I have a hearty breakfast. Okay, so I love it. So eggs, avocado. 
Yeah, tomatoes. I mean, sometimes I'll end up having like a big scramble, but we always have breakfast in the morning and we sit down as a family. I think it's important that we all are able to connect with each other. We talk about our day. It sets us up for success. It's something that my daughter expects. So we're always sitting. Um, sometimes we'll have like a, a yogurt bowl or something, but for me, I'm all about like toast, avocado, eggs. Um, and then I'm always going on walks with my kids, even when I have like a big work meeting or I, I'm going to be on set all day. I always make sure that I'm doing like a big walk with them. Um, you know, that's pushing been, a stroller, going great. outside. That's been really the best. Like every right? day that's been so critical. So amazing. I'm so glad we moved when we did because there's a lot of nature around us. Oh, um, awesome. even though we don't have like a big backyard, it's just like, I think breathing trees, just breathing it. Um, and being outside within the first two hours of the day is just so important. Yes. Moving your body first thing. And, you know, for me, as far as working out, I kind of get my workouts when I can, but if I can go outside and just connect with nature, nature and get my heartbeat up or heart rate up and move, that's super important. And, um, now that we've been quarantining, sometimes I go do like a workout in the morning by myself, whether it's a run to the beach, cause we live close to the water or just like power walking. Nice. Um, but I'm definitely one of those people that's like, Ooh, can I knock out 50 lunges right now? Or, you know, while I'm you're really with my kids, right? Yeah, or totally. just try to do little things here and there, little spurts. It adds up. It totally adds up. And what's crazy is now my daughter is really doing it. I've been doing yeah. the bar blend, uh, beach body workout, which is like bar. It's great. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm loving it. I can't believe I'm doing round two. I've never completed a full workout program like this before in my life. Yeah. Cause I've always gone to classes. So there's never a calendar or anything. Yes. I did it. Like I just happened cause and it's nice every day is a new workout or whatever. Um, but my daughter is just in any free time she's lunging or getting a pinata <laughs> for my son's birthday. And so she's doing all these exercises so she can win to do the pinata. So she's doing like lunges and squats just cause she sees me do it. I'm like, oh my form. so it's definitely interesting. Um, so I want to, okay, so you're this positive parenting class and then your own positive. What do you feel like you were doing wrong or like what was like a negative habit you feel like you had at the start of this or just in the past six months or a year or even just decade that you feel like you had to tell yourself, I can drop this. Uh, like, and you're yeah. like, you can drop it. You could drop it, Brandy. And how did you do it? I think for me, it's really important that you let go of this picture that you've painted in your mind about what you thought life would be like. Sometimes we get so married to this idea and we just hold on to it and we have all this control about like what we wanted, what we saw that we don't give ourselves grace and we're not able to be flexible and just like go with the flow of where life is taking us. Um, so I think that's important. Like you mentioned this before, like we thought this was going to be a two week thing. So we were kind of like, woohoo, crazy. It's going to be two weeks. We'll be fine. We'll get back to our normal life. But now it's not, you know, we are finding a new normal. And so as soon as you can let go of control of how you wanted things to be, how things should be, and what's happening now, control of what can control, the better you can be successful at what you want to do. Um, I'm a huge believer in vision boards. So we always have, I always do a vision board like on New Year's Eve with my nephews, even if it's over uh, FaceTime or something. But my husband and I write like mission statements together and we have like a family pledge. And then I'm constantly writing. Oh my gosh, you have a family pledge? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I have a I have a whole blog post on like all the things you should do before you get married, during marriage. Oh, um, I I to connect I, with your spouse. I could do a whole thing on what to do even before finding a spouse. That's yes. like I love setting people up and like getting. Oh my God, you do. I love that. That's my second career. I've set up my best friend with her husband. They're on their fifth child. Oh so, my um, God. Yeah, that is like my, uh, I set up my sister-in-law. Um, so yeah, I love, love, love setting people up and helping people navigate how to get there. I'm curious with you, anything that you guys, that you had to like sort out, like something that you saw was creeping in that you realized you had to like work to get, yeah, to get over. I will say with the, with the short term quarantine thing, like talk about the first week, everyone was just baking and I think people Mm -hmm. are still baking. You don't need to bake a new batch of cookies every day or make homemade pasta every day. And just because bananas are getting brown, like what happened to us putting them in the freezer, making smoothies. Like when you mentioned the cookie thing, something that we do in our house is banana bread out of control. Yeah. Banana bread. Um, but we always have a smoothie pop in the fridge. So I have tiny little pop molds for my 10 month old. I have little bigger ones for my two and a half year old. And then my husband and I just have our frozen fruit there so we can make a fun smoothie. Um, but I used to love going grocery shopping, going to my farmer's market, talking to my farmers. And now that I haven't been doing that, ordering online for me is not good. Like it is not a good thing because I'm just clicking like, Ooh, I do need Doritos sound good with my, um, with my healthy cashew almond dip, but I'm eating it with Doritos. So that is one thing that I had to be like, uh, first of all, we need to put a, a, a spending freeze on things that don't make sense because Uh there is so much in question right now. So number one, I like wanted to put, um, intention about where I'm spending money and also people don't realize how much money they waste on quote unquote cheap food. Mm, like so if dumb. you took the like two bags for $5 Dorito out of your cart, you save $5. Those $5 turn to 20, 40, 50, 60, uh, over a hundred dollars a month. I, I can't tell you how many people have told me that my program has gotten them saving money. So many people think that eating healthy would, cause more money. It's literally that, especially when you're doing cabbage and eggplant. I was just thinking last night, your, your cabbage story on Instagram. I mean, all the dishes you can make with one head of cabbage. Can I just tell you about cabbage for one second? <laughs> Everyone, I mean, I've been talking, I've been talking about cabbage for 10 years. Like people are just so sick of <laughs> now. Finally, cabbage is having a comeback because it's long lasting. It's cheap. It's durable. In my book, you can drop it. I have five cabbage recipes. I, I, I am literally, I just, I rode in my tracker this morning. I love cabbage. It's one of those things you eat so much of it in a day. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to be so bloated. The scale might go up, all these things. It's so crazy that you could eat something so in bulk and wake up feeling like your stomach is so flat. Mm. I, I'm yeah. just amazing like that. I don't know if anyone else has tried. I mean, yes, it might be hard on digestive or make you gassy when it's raw. I like cooking it down mm-hmm. and it's so savory and caramelized and it takes on a whole new form. And I find I like wake up after I eat so much cabbage and my stomach feels flat. Like it feels so good. Well, you nailed it right there. Your recipes are so delicious. And, you know, being an at home cook for me, it's all about like uh, flavor profiles and layering those flavors and cooking things down and transforming them into something new and different and getting those sweet notes from, um, you know, the, the jams that you're using and the sauces and stuff. But yeah, it's crazy how two bags of Doritos for $10 could equal like 
30 meals of cabbage because of how far that head of cabbage can get you. And it's literally, it's like 69 cents a bag of shredded cabbage sometimes. I see it at the 99 cent store. It lasts forever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like cleaning up my refrigerator. I'm like, oh my God, there's this bag of shredded cabbage here. And I didn't even know it. Like, let me throw it in the air fryer and make crispy cabbage. It's it's so good. Um, okay, so that's good. I have a question. So for like judging Food Network, are you guys mm-hmm. doing that? Are you back in production? Is there plans for that? We're not back yet. Um, but Food Network was doing this really fun chop challenge where they were challenging chefs to um, have their family members create a basket for them. Friends. I feel like you should do something like that with your That's clients. Really, really cute. So I, I know American, like the next recipe. Yeah, American Idol is doing that. American Idol. I mean, they're doing like auditions and live performances from home, which is so cool. So that's so cute that like your family would make you a surprise basket. What a great idea. Yeah, you know, I think what's what's what I've been learning during quarantine is like how to forage in your own refrigerator. Like you just said, you know, finding a bag of cabbage, but the bonus of doing online ordering is you're at home and you can look in your pantry and see, ah. oh my gosh, what do I have? Or what can I repurpose? Um, you guys really make- need that almond butter or like, can I, so that's okay. So that's a really mm-hmm. interesting, that is a huge benefit of online ordering. See, for me, I don't like online ordering because I'm such an emotional food shopper and buyer. Like I mm-hmm. love, like I, if I wasn't going to buy avocados and I feel them, it's like, oh my God, I need to, or yeah. like, what I didn't think about Brussels sprouts. Like, and I see them, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to make caramelized Brussels sprouts. Oh, sprout. same. It's like outfits. Like if I'm inspired that day to wear something or I'm inspired to make something for my family for dinner, I want to go to the store and choose my own produce and smell it and feel I it. I spend much less money on Instacart, which is funny. Like I spend way less money on Instacart because I'm more aware of the money and the logic and not in the emotional sense of, oh wait, but I have to go over budget. I mean, those yeah. things look to die for. So I find I spend less money online, but I'm much less creative with recipes that week. It doesn't taste as delicious. It's much more like what I need to do. So it's a smart thing. Um, mm-hmm. for the constraint. Uh, this is, it's so interesting how much our yeah. life, what have you gotten from this in a positive sense that you're, you hope continues, even if everything seems to go back to normal, which God only knows if that's even the case at this point, but if everything went back to normal, what's one thing that you have gotten from this period you, you hope to continue? I think for many of us, we are connected with each other now more than ever. I mean, there are people that I am FaceTiming and Marco Poloing and texting that I would only talk to once a season. You know, there's been so much connection. And I think that it's, it's funny. Life has always been this precious. Like it's always been this precious. We could have always left the house and not gotten home that day because of a car accident, because of, you know, all these other horrible things that can happen in the world. So life has always been this treasured. We just... This is like a reset for us to realize, yeah, it really is a gift. And um, I I hope that I continue connecting with my sister. You know, when we're talking sometimes hours a day, even with the kids screaming in the background, I just have the phone propped up and she's there and connecting with um, all of my mom friends as, as a group. I just feel like there's been a cool way even to connect with my following on Instagram because we're all in this together. There's this like underlying um, theme and feeling that, that we're together and we're connected. And, and I love that. I hope that we don't lose that after this. Yeah. My best friend, uh, my best friend, Abby from college, it's like, she has a newborn at home and when the baby will cry for a second, she's like, Oh, I got to go. The baby's crying. I'm like, do you think I care? Yeah. Just bring me. Just prop me up. 
like on yeah. his stand, just I, I'm I got nowhere to go. Like yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's something I haven't heard before. Totally. And you know what else that I love because. Um, when I be before I became a mother, I was so stressed about losing myself. And little did I know, as soon as I became a mom, I was so ready to just dive right in and like say goodbye to my old life. But what I love about what we've all been experiencing is there's just more grace from everyone. Like everyone understands, wow, like I used to, you know, have a nanny and a housekeeper and all these people. And I'm not speaking from experience. I would love all those things. But I mean, we're so used to um, having our space and having boundaries and having all uh, this extra help. And I now everyone's just winging it. Yeah. But I've everyone had a lot knows. of times in this quarantine where I'm like eating in odd places just to get a silent time. But oh, before this call, yeah. I was in the car taking a call and I took my uh, breakfast in there just to be in a I like nice, quiet car. setting. I used to I know. love the car, like the car, just like, I mean, what I know, uh, I gotta just take a drive today and find uh, something. Totally, to you should. Yeah, and those are like the best times. It's worth it's worth gloving up sometimes just to get those moments of fresh air to yourself and so you can think and all of that. I love this. Oh my gosh, Brandy. Okay. So first of all, you're so amazing. You're oh. so amazing. Like literally, you're so inspiring. I want everyone to know where to find you. Can you first share the positive parenting class? Because I know yes. I want that. How I can access that. It's all, all online. Yeah. So it's Ralphie Jacobs simply on purpose. And you can find her on Instagram at simply on purpose. She has a couple workshops. I've been to them in person right now. I'm doing her audio course, um, where she goes through calls with, with friends. And I think you'll find a lot of the principles for everyone listening have a lot of similarities with what you preach Alana. So it's cool. cool. It's really just, um, you know, she's great. So that's one person that I love. And then Probably you guys can listen. I'll put that in the show notes. That's awesome. Okay, good. Yeah. I'll send you the links. You guys can listen to momhood anywhere where you listen to podcasts by searching momhood. We're also on Instagram at momhood show and Facebook by searching momhood. I, 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 I think even if you just even, I mean, I loved the episode we did together. Yes. So I, I was expecting the interview and meanwhile, there was like this unbelievable, like maybe 10, 15 minute introduction of you and Orly just hanging out and talking before. I was so moved. Like I said, you know, talking about getting vasectomies and all these things. I don't see anyone doing that anywhere. Yeah. Talking about it candidly like it anywhere. And I loved hearing, I loved hearing the way you both talk about these very taboo you know, no one's talking about, everyone needs to be talking about it. Yeah. Everyone yeah. actually needs to be talking about it, especially now. I mean, what I we can talk imagine about is, that the family planning issues people are going through. I mean, yeah, I know for a fact people going through mm-hmm. getting pregnant now and not being able to handle it and having yeah. to do that. And, you know, and it's, Well, each episode is a mix between us talking to guests, experts, um, or, you know, celebrity moms, authors, all sorts of amazing people. But then there's also um, just candid conversations. And so there's a lot of episodes where it's just Orly and I talking about our life, but, but big things like last week, Orly found out that she was being filmed without her knowledge in her home (gasps) for weeks on end. Um, I do. I'll spoil it for you guys. No, um, don't spoil it. Tell us. Oh, I shouldn't. Okay. Episode of Momhood. 
Yes, it's an episode of Momhood. I mean, um, she is beautiful, but that is horrible. I gotta listen. Yeah, no, all like personal things, her daughter, her son, her husband, who is a police officer, where he keeps all of his gear. Um, so, so, but our goal every episode is we want you to get takeaway. We want you to be informed and educated and entertained, of course, but I think the more that we share these stories and what I've learned as a mom is the more stories and lessons I can learn from other moms, the better. And you can kind of pick and choose like, oh, I like that idea or no, that's not me. Or, oh my God, that's so me. I want to be like her. I want to learn those principles that she right. has. And, and that's the beauty of interviews is you Stories learn are everything. so much. Stories yeah. are everything. Connecting with other moms are everything. One of my friends um, literally through the entire coronavirus had her kid in children's hospital with something completely oh unrelated. Gosh. I mean- walking her through that, talking her through that, going through that with her, like via on the phone, like that, it brings you so much perspective into your own life. Mm -hmm. and, and just having friends who have loved ones who've been dealing with this in so many different facets, hearing how, you know, some people are getting laid off and how the couples are adapting. Like it, even if it's not your exact story, it helps you understand the power of adaptability mm -hmm. and community and support. And I think what you and Orly are doing is absolutely well, Alana, I'm pretty sure your episode is one of our most downloaded episodes for exactly. sure. Okay, so everyone watch um, the Momhood podcast and yes, yeah, check out the and all of them. You guys can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Brandy Malloy, B-R-A-N-D-I-M-I-L-L-O-Y. You are such a light. Everyone has to not just listen to our podcast, but watch our on Instagram because her smile is infectious and beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Brandy. <laughs> this was so much fun. So fun. Okay, everyone check her out and let me know what you think.